0: This is an Equity Veats Media podcast.
1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com
0: slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Hey, Ren, I was thinking, do you own any of the massive companies in the US?
0: No, mate, none of them.
1: Yeah, why is that?
0: Too expensive. I mean, Berkshire Hathaway goes for like $290,000 a share. Amazon is like $1,500 for one share. Hell, I can't even afford Netflix at 300 bucks a share.
1: Yeah, well, instead of waiting around for a pay rise, there's no need for that anymore because our friends over at Stake, they've solved this problem for you. Really? Tell me more. So Stake is the simplest way to trade US shares. It's a new Australian company that's just started up and they give you access to over 3,000 stocks and ETFs over in the US and they offer you $0 brokerage. You can also buy partial shares, meaning rent that... You can finally buy $100 worth of Amazon if you really want to. And you know what the best part is? What's the best part? Now, we've teamed up with Stake over here at Equitymates. That's you and me, Ren. Yeah. And we're giving our listeners the ability to sign up with Stake and get $25 in their account to get them started. So, if they head to equitymates.com forward slash Stake, S-T-A-K-E, sign up and fund their account, Stake's gonna swing them twenty-five bucks into their trading account to get them on their way. So that's free brokerage, the ability to buy partial shares, so you don't have to spend fifteen hundred bucks on an Amazon share. You can buy a hundred dollars worth if you st- if you really wanted to, and twenty-five bucks to get you going, mate. You're almost halfway there to a Berkshire, Shire, Hathaway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Berkshire, Shire, Hathaway, <laughs> mate. With that free twenty-five bucks, I could get zero point oh one percent of a Berkshire share for free. I mean,
1: it's a, it's, a, it's a win-win situation, really.
0: You know what? I reckon if I held that 0.01% of a Berkshire share for like 80 years, I'd be set for life. I'd retire in luxury.
1: Well, get started.
0: Yeah, I'm going to right now.
1: Equitymates.com forward slash stake.
0: Stake. S-T-A-K-E.
1: Equitymates.
0: I will say this about
1: investing, everything you do learn is What well, I learned at 20 is... Equity. Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, where we'll help you learn to invest in 15 minutes or less. We break down the world of investing from beginning to dividend so that you can hopefully make some returns. My name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy Ren. How are you going, bro?
0: I'm very good, Bryce. How are you?
1: Can't complain.
0: Freezing down here in Sydney. Yeah, Up here, bloody cold funny. down in Melbourne as well.
1: Good news is, Bombers are on tonight, and the soccer is, So we've got a massive night of sport ahead.
0: Oh, Bombers! I haven't put my tips in. Oh damn! <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. Don't worry. You've out got uh,
1: you've got about twenty minutes until kickoff. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Off, so. Yeah. Well, you know, I've, bombers West Coast.
0: I've just been. Oh well, we all know who's gonna win that. Yeah, I know bombers. So no, it's no, no, no. <laughs> well, you know, I've been. Uh, I've been very distracted of late because we've um, we've had something else on our minds recently. Absolutely. Since you got back from the states, we've gone straight into a comp which uh, I think it's safe to say isn't isn't quite our forte
1: is certainly not our forte. I think it is far from our comfort zone, but it's good. you got to challenge yourself. We are in a comp, as you said, Ren. As everyone knows, we've been um, doing a bit of work with Stake, uh, the company, the platform that allows you to buy shares in the US for no brokerage. And for those of you who haven't signed up and already, we definitely encourage you to do so because they'll swing you 25 bucks into your account. It's free brokerage, very easy to set up. So definitely head on over. But Um, They're doing a bit of a rebrand and a relaunch and they've got an app uh, coming. And as part of that... They're doing a competition that we have been thrown into with uh, a number of journalists from financial papers and media outlets around Australia.
0: Yeah, we're making it big.
1: I know,
0: Ren. It's probably (laughs) one of the biggest things we've ever done. Yeah, (laughs) we're getting some recognition uh, right up there with AFR and uh, whatever other media organizations are involved.
1: Yeah, so with AFR, Sydney Morning Herald, two guys from Finder who we interviewed previously, um... There's the Motley Fool, who's probably one of our major competitors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we've got pedestrian TV involved. Um, so it's pretty exciting for us and a great opportunity. But our stake is run by a guy called Matt Liebowitz, who we also interviewed a few months ago. And his background is technical analysis. He, he trades based on charts. And so they've put us into a competition with all of these journalists and they've given us a bit of cash. And we have to trade stocks through the stake platform in the U.S. And they've given us two weeks uh, to try and win the competition against all these journals. So we're all competing together. And the trading pack arrived last night. With uh, eight tips from Matt himself on how to do technical trading, and Ren, as he said, this is way out of our comfort zone. We have no idea about uh, technical analysis whatsoever.
0: Yeah, so we, you know, we talk about long-term investing. We talk about uh, being an owner of a part of a company. We talk about all that. Uh, this is the opposite. This, <laughs> this is look at the chart and figure out what's going to happen today.
1: Exactly, we're flying by the seat of our pants. And uh, we have no idea what we're doing,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's not an understatement. We literally just spent I don't know twenty minutes discussing what we'd been looking at today, and it basically came down to I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, look, we're, we're gonna we're gonna put together uh, a package uh, maybe after this is all over with some of the highs and lows from the two weeks. Yeah, um, absolutely. But maybe to give the listeners a taste of what insight we can give into technical analysis um, oh yeah maybe let's tell them about day one that started last night before yeah. the u.s market opened at 11 o'clock
1: which yeah is- so that's the first major hurdle we have to get over <laughs> is that the fact that the u.s market trades our time 11 30 p.m through till well now with daylight saving finished 4 a.m yeah. so and you stayed getting- up for that sick.
0: you stayed up for that i'm assuming
1: I stayed up until market opened, <laughs> <then> passed out. <laughs> so yeah, that's the first major hurdle we need to get over. So it means that trading live is very difficult for us because obviously you, you and I both have full-time jobs, so we can't dedicate our time sitting there trading in and out of stocks. So we've got to make our decisions before pretty much market opens, which has its own dangers because you sometimes lose control of price by doing so. So, yeah, that's uh, issue number one. So, last night, markets opened at 11.30 and the only sort of hint that we were going off that Matt gave us um, as part of one of his tips was to uh, look for a chart that is starting in the bottom left-hand corner and going to the top right-hand corner consistently, meaning the price has gone over, say, the last year from low to high. That's essentially all we were basing <laughs> our judgment on. <laughs> And so, what did we come up with, Ren?
0: So uh, we went through a couple of strategies. The first one was just to look randomly at charts. That that didn't get us very far. <laughs> um, so then we decided, all right, let's have a look at uh, the biggest volume traders. That that might show us where there's uh, some you know some support and some institutions and stuff coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a look. Um, we didn't see anything that really took our fancy there. So we thought what recently has come onto the market maybe there's an IPO a new company that's just floated on the market that has rocketed up and maybe we can catch that train to winning this competition so uh without knowing much about the company other than it does automated automated tax software for businesses we chose we chose a company avalara uh, yes new york stock exchange ticker avlr Yes. Now that's that was our pick. Yeah. Now the reason now you know it wasn't a dartboard, although it was almost like throwing a dart. Very at a close dartboard. to it. Um, it floated a few days ago, and it had rocketed up. It was about ninety percent up from its IPO price. So we were like, "Here we go. We're in business. This thing's going to the moon, and we're gonna ride it, ride it out." Um suffice to say day one (laughs) of the trading (laughs) wasn't like that that. wasn't the case it seems that uh people who almost doubled their money in a few days decided overnight was the time that they would take their profits and the company fell two and a bit percent overnight yeah so So we're down
1: not disastrous and to be honest very hopeful of us to think that the first stock we ever picked in a trading game would be one that sort of shoots us to the moon but uh look, we went all in. So we put all our money in. We've put all our eggs in one basket because we thought, you know, why not? And we have decided today to leave it in there. I mean, we've got to give it more than 24 hours. We're going to back ourselves. We're going to leave it in there and see what happens tonight. Um, And if it goes south tonight, um, if you had listened to our previous episode on protecting your downside, we have put in a stop loss on this stock uh, for about a 5% drop. So if this stock drops, anywhere any more than five percent we've told it to sell out so that we don't lose all our money and we can go back in tomorrow and hopefully make a more informed decision
0: yeah now so what we're going to do we're going to do this for the next two weeks we might update you uh with our normal episode schedule and then uh, after it's all said and done we'll put together we'll we'll look back on the two weeks that was and we'll um uh, we'll take you guys through the whole journey, and yeah, I think it's going to be very a excited for that.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, Ren. I think it's going to be really good. Um,
0: i have got to say know. I I'm feeling the the two week pressure. I it's I know you, I know it's crazy because yeah. <laughs> you know there's there's a lot going on. There's there's plenty in the world that we could try and trade off. You know, mm. trade war, OPEC increasing oil production, uh, mm. whatever's going on. You know, with Trump, uh, tax cuts in Australia, Telstra spinning off assets, although, again, we can only trade the American stock market. But there's there's plenty going on in the world, but, you know, two weeks. Like, I know. You, could, you could be generally right about a p- position, but specifically wrong that it will happen in the next two weeks.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I feel like there's going to be an element of luck with this whole thing, but... Um, as you said, Ren, it's going to be a massive journey for us, and we're super excited to get to the end of it and then put it all together, and hopefully we'll have a bit of a tool and a pack for all our listeners out there. That
0: this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box, and if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: We can share with them to give them a great insight into uh, the very beginnings of technical analysis. Because it's something we haven't really discussed on the show before. Because, you know, neither of us have skills in it. But it's also another part of the investing world that is massive. And so many other people swear by. So we're pumped. I thought I'd just quickly read out the rules for the game that have come through from Stake. Um, So everyone's on board with us. So the game kicked off last night. We need to make at least one trade per day. If we don't make one trade per day, we need to be able to debate the merits of our more longer-term approach with the CEO of Stake, Matt, obviously just to encourage conversation. Uh, We will all be communicating through a group on WhatsApp, which is pretty cool, and then the player with the highest returns by the 3rd of July Uh, We'll win and all of the profits that we make, hopefully we make a profit, will be going to a charity of the winner's choice. Throughout the two weeks, we must make uh, trades on at least three different stocks. So that's something we need to consider as well, Ren.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm sure given our um, spray and pray approach so far, (laughs) we will uh, have no shortage of stocks that we dabble (laughs) in and out of.
1: Yeah. The good thing with stake is that it's brokerage free and that's what I'm really enjoying about this is there's no fear of moving in and out of stocks and losing continuously losing money on brokerage. Wait,
0: no fear, full stop. That's the only <laughs> true, way we're going to play this. <laughs> and to all so our competitors look, out there, be worried. We're coming for <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> this could be momentous for equity mates. We might finish this and say, see you later, value investing, hello, technical analysis. Yeah, 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 yeah. I doubt it.
0: Well, if the first night's anything to go by, anything to go by, I'm not sure I'm quite there yet. <laughs> but anyway... Um, yeah. Speaking of trading in America, uh, we touched on the last episode that you've recently come back from America, uh, scouting out some companies for our big two-week challenge, I hope. Yes, Um, yes. (laughs) And as part of that scouting trip, uh, we sent you to Wall Street to take it all in and get inspired. And uh, you brought back a little piece of that inspiration for us all.
1: I certainly did. I spent some time down in the financial district in uh, in New York, down in Manhattan, and felt very inspired to update our Equity Mate listeners on uh, a bit of the history of, of Wall Street and a couple of the buildings down there. So obviously, I don't proclaim to be any sort of historian, but I just want to caveat that I did listen to this recording um, a couple of days ago. And realized that I uh, mentioned that Wall Street, uh, the New York Stock Exchange, was not on Wall Street. Um, the address out the front of it says it's on Broad Street, which intersects with Wall Street. But if you're a Google to Google the New York Stock Exchange, it is on Wall Street. So <laughs> each to your own. You figure
0: for that out. for <laughs> all you fact checkers out there trying to catch us out.
1: <laughs> exactly. But other than that, everything is completely correct.
0: <laughs> yeah, unlike yeah. our trading so far. Exactly. All right, guys. Well, so, yeah. I haven't heard Go this on. before, but I'm looking forward to getting some uh, Bryce-style wisdom uh, <laughs> from the home of investing and trading uh, down in Wall Street. Or, yeah, should we, look, or should we say Broad Street?
1: Broad Street. Look, don't hold your breath, but like, it's just a little something-something, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Enjoy.
1: Well hello Equity Mates, Bryce here. Um, I'm just checking in to debrief you on what was a very exciting warning um, for me. Unfortunately not for Ren. He wasn't able to join me. He was um, back home making sure everything is running smoothly. So thanks Ren, um, Appreciate it. So this was a world first for Equity Mates. Equity Mates has officially now gone global. Unlike normal, as I said, I'm not joined by my equity buddy Ren but I am lucky enough to be joined by a couple of our good mates, uh, Rohan and Alf, and we have um, been able to take a bit of time off work and head across to New York City, so I apologise for any background noise and uh, subpar sound quality, but uh, I'm sitting in Central Park at the moment um, looking up at some of the expensive real estate that lines uh, the lower southern end of the park, known as Billionaires' Avenue. Uh, on, to, on my right hand side is the big gold Trump Tower with a number of uh, Rolls Royce Phantoms sitting out the front. So, it's pretty pretty cool and, and the, the weather's great, so Central Park is absolutely buzzing at the moment. So yeah, apologies for the sound quality, uh, but I thought um, it would be a great opportunity to check in and debrief with you guys uh, what, what, what we did this morning. So, we went down to check out Financial District, which is at the bottom end of Manhattan, um, and boy, could we smell the money! I mean, that's where uh, that's where it all happens. It's the centre of the financial world. Um, you know, London, New York—they're both—they're both right up there. You know, we we often talk about the New York Stock Exchange as being a great opportunity for Australians to invest, and in, you know, with thousands and thousands of companies to invest in. Um, it was a very exciting moment for us to get down and. Actually, understand where it all happened. So, we went down to Wall Street, saw the New York Stock Exchange, saw JP Morgan's house, um, a number of other institutions, and, and it was great. So, what I thought I'd do is just give you a, a few cool facts that I found out this morning about Wall Street and also the New York Stock Exchange, as well as about JP Morgan. And for those of you who are unaware, JP Morgan um, started an investment bank. And it is now one of the largest investment banks in the world. So, um, I don't proclaim to be a historian at all. So, um, these are just a couple of facts that I picked up this morning that I thought is pretty cool. Uh, So, let's start with the New York Stock Exchange. You know, the Dow Jones averages, bulls and bears, the great crash of 29, the bull market of the 80s and 90s. This, the Stock Exchange, is the heart of the world's financial markets housed in grand neoclassical style at the corner of the wall and broad streets. So brokers have been trading shares on Wall Street since 1792, when they started meeting informally under a buttonwood tree on the sidewalk outside 68 Wall. In 1903, their descendants, operating as the New York Stock Exchange, built this new home. So it's a massive building. looks quite uh, Roman, I would say, with huge Roman pillars out the front and uh, a number of statues at the top that represent things like uh, integrity and a number of industries and it was interesting to see that integrity was sitting in the middle based on some of the stuff that's gone on there in previous years. But the New York Stock Exchange uh, now owned and operated by a, a group called Intercontinental Exchange, has pioneered the development of information technology to speed data to investors. Stockbrokers were among the earliest users of the first telegraph line between New York and Philadelphia in 1844. No sooner had Alexander Graham Bell, who invented the telephone, um, so no sooner was did he invent the phone, than the first phones found their way to the New York Stock Exchange trading floor in 1878. And now we know the importance of the speed of the internet in making these trades. So um, these these guys have always been looking for the fastest way to ensure their trades are getting through before someone else. The Ticker Tape machine, invented in 1867, revolutionised the communication of stock prices and became a symbol of Wall Street business. With the turn to wireless networks, the ticker tape has become electronic, and today runs on television networks around the world, generated by a system that can process billions of shares a day. So, what they're talking about here is that ticker tape that you often see running down the bottom of Fox News or around the Seven News building in Martin Place, or um, with with the ticker symbol for each stock, uh, and which is usually a three-letter symbol, and then the price. And so. Um, this this machine back, built back in 1867 revolutionised the way that stock prices were communicated and, and still in, in some form is the way that we uh, view stock prices today. So, so that's a little bit about the New York Stock Exchange. It's actually down on 8 to 18 Broad Street. So it's not actually on Wall Street, but um, Wall and Broad Street intersect. So that brings us on to the... Um, JP Morgan building so as I said JP Morgan uh, was uh, is, is now one of the largest investment banks in the world and, and this is something that I wasn't really aware of the history of JP Morgan so I thought I'd give you a bit of information about this so right opposite the uh, Wall Street building is a smaller building much smaller building We're right on a corner uh, very prominent but not as tall as many of the other buildings and that's the, actually the house of, of uh, the late JP Morgan so at the corner of Wall and Broad Streets, the financial crossroads of the world, sits the house of, uh, of Morgan. His name was J. Pierpont Morgan Sr. The capitalist's capitalist, known throughout the world of finance, sought out by presidents and potentates. He helped bankroll the industrialization of America. His influence was such that, during the financial panic of 1907, he orchestrated everything from the rescue of trust companies to the bailout of the New York Stock Exchange. In 1913, the year Morgan died to be succeeded by his son, J.P. Morgan Jr., the company built a new bank on the corner it was occupied since 1873. Sorry, it has one of Wall Street's most valuable sites. With skyscrapers rising on all sides and land values skyrocketing, the House of Morgan displayed its fabulous wealth by building its new headquarters no taller than the old. Just four storeys, though the foundation's strong enough to support a 40-storey tower if needed someday. So he was just doing a bit of an F.U. Haha, <laughs> I'm so rich I don't need to build something so big. Luxurious but unmarked like a prestigious private club, the Morgan building was nevertheless so well known that when, in 1920... A wagon exploded across the street, killing 30 people. It was simply assumed, though never proven, that an anarchist bomb had been aimed at the bank. The pockmarks the poc on the bank's wall street facade have been left deliberately unrepaired and can still be seen today. So a little bit of a history about J.P. Morgan there. Um, and as I said, one of the biggest investment banks in the world at the moment. It started back in um, 1873... Um, and <clears throat> you know, a, a really interesting story so it was a great morning and I just thought I'd let you guys know that um, that's what we were doing this morning and haven't forgotten you guys while we are away, equity mates um, hope Ren's doing well um, and I'm sure we've got a, a great episode lined up uh, following this little history lesson on the financial district of Manhattan, New York City so talk soon, bye
0: And the people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. This is general advice only. Please speak to a financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your individual situation.